Goldstein, and this is a special episode of my podcast, The Scriptures Are Real, the podcast where we try to look at things that help the scriptures become more real so that we can gain more power from them. In these special editions, I'm posting videos that I made for my classes at, in order to help them get more out of class than what we could cover in class, and I've decided to make them available to you so that you can uh, also get a little bit of extra more beyond what I'd be able to do in the normal podcast. I just want to help people understand Isaiah. So they're very video oriented frequently, not all the time, but frequently. And my apologies to my audio audience, which is my largest audience. But uh, when I made these, I wasn't thinking of audio. I was just thinking of my classes, but I think you'll still get plenty out of them if you're just on audio and you can always go to the YouTube uh, video if there's one that you felt like, ah, I'd just like to see that part. Um, but and, and they're kind of hokey. They're just what I do for my classes, although the whole podcast is kind of hokey. So that's fine. I've just done this because I hope it's helpful for you. All righty. Let's talk a little bit about Isaiah 21 through 23. Just a few things that I think are helpful for understanding the chapter, but uh, will give us more time to talk about other things if we just do it here on the video. So we're going to start out just with verse one to help you picture a couple of things. The burden of the desert of the sea, as whirlwinds in the south pass through it, so cometh from the desert from a terrible land. So in a little while, we're going to, to see in verse 9, we'll see that he's talking about something that happened to Babylon and how dismayed he is at the vision he sees of the destruction of Babylon, uh, which won't fall during his lifetime. So he must see and envision what will happen in the future. But he compares it, this vision to an experience that we don't really have too often in most of the places that most of us live, um, but that they would have every now and then. Uh, so note that it's a whirlwind from the south that comes from the desert, it's a terrible land. So let me just give you an idea. Um, one year, September 2016, when I was living in Jerusalem, this is the view I had outside of my window. I used a little bit of a telephoto there, but so that's the view I had outside of my window. And then this happened. A storm came off the Sinai so off the eastern desert, this is the Sahara Desert here, the edge of it, and it came off Sinai, this is the Sinai area, and just right up where we live, which is right up here. Um, so you can see that kind of storm come through, so that this was the view that day. Um, this is what happens from time to time when sandstorms come off of the, those deserts, and they bring heat and dust in a way that it is miserable. Um, and uh, can even be dangerous. And that's what he compares this burden or this terrible thing that he sees and has to share it, lift up and show to other people. Um, that's what he compares it to. By the way, just so you see, those are my, that's the pomegranate tree that was on my little balcony. Anyway, okay. Then he says, a grievous vision is declared unto me. The treacherous dealer dealeth treacherously and the spoiler spoileth. Go up, O Elam, besiege O media, all the sign thereof have I made to cease. I'm not sure exactly what he means by someone who is treacherous and spoiler, but I would guess it's this, that Babylon had allied itself with the Elamites, the Medes, and the Persians to conquer Assyria. And then the Persians got the Elamites and Medes behind them and turned on Babylon and destroyed Babylon. So just so you can get an idea here, here's where Babylon is. And here is uh, where Media uh, or the Medes are, the Elamites and the Persians. And these will combine to make Babylon fall. All right. Therefore are my loins filled with pain, 
paying so he's talking about the experience he has because of the the difficulty of the destruction that he sees this destruction is so terrible that even though at that point babylon will be their enemy and i think isaiah knows that he is still dismayed at the terrible things that will happen to them and he compares this to labor pains and how terrible it is you know to be in labor the pain that come from that um, that's the effect it had on Isaiah. I'm not sure he knows exactly what labor pains feel like, but he's trying to paint an image, right? That's what he's, he's really good at. And so he has a terrible night instead of a, a good night because of the visions he has that evening. And then he says this, prepare the table, watch in the watchtower, eat, drink, arise ye princes, and anoint the shield. For thus saith the Lord unto me, go set a watchman, let him declare what he seeth. So he wants them to get ready and set a watchman um, so that they will know when Babylon falls. And he, he saw a chariot with a couple of horsemen, a chariot of asses and chariot of camels. And he hearkened diligently with much heat and he cried, a lion, my Lord. Now that's probably not the right translation. The, the word does mean lion, uh, the way it's given to us in what we call the Masoretic text, which is what our, our translation is from. But the Dead Sea Scrolls uh, have a different word here. It's only one letter difference, but that letter, that different letter makes the word a watchman. Right, and that's probably what it was. And at some point, someone copied the that letter incorrectly, and then it became lion, and they just kept copying it that way all along. So, probably he's saying a watchman, and and he's just letting them know that some people are coming to tell them that Babylon has fallen, and that's uh, the bad news that Isaiah is there to to let them know about uh, is that Babylon will fall, even though this is hundred and something years, uh, close to two hundred years. Um, before Babylon falls, but he sees this envision and how terrible it will be. And we'll talk in class about why would he see this envision ahead of time and all those kinds of things. There's one last thing we're gonna jump forward to chapter 22, just because I wanna show you this uh, picture. In chapter 22, verse 10, it talks about how they've broken uh, walls to fortify, uh, uh, broken homes to fortify for the wall, uh, or to make the wall to fortify them, I should say. So we'll go more into this in depth elsewhere, but when Hezekiah is trying to get ready for the Assyrian invasion, he builds this huge broad wall. You can see how, how broad this is. This is uh, about 10 feet across. That's a pretty broad wall, right? And you can see the little thing here, how high it was. It goes even higher than I have in the picture screen. But what I wanna show you is we've, as they excavated here, we found the remains of a house that they just kind of knocked over to build the wall there. So this, is one of the things, although Hezekiah's fortifications and Hezekiah's working with Isaiah and so on, and this all ends up uh, being something where the Lord will help them, there are aspects of it Isaiah doesn't like. And one is that they destroy houses to build this wall. And this is one of the homes that Isaiah is talking about. So I think it's kind of fun to have this little touchstone with, um, with the archaeological history, I mean literally a touchstone with what Isaiah wrote about. So I'm going to end this video because apparently my teenage daughters have decided it's time to play their music and sing those really, really loudly. And this is everything we wanted to cover anyway, so I will see you in class.